And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Dig here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. He's Moe DeKeel. Producer is Daniel Lehman. And we have we have four games we're going to get into. This is a big night. And we got to start with the Lakers. Another national TV overtime game this week. And they end up beating the Knicks 129 to 123. But what the hell happened at the very end of this game? They got screwed, Jared. Oh, wait, sorry. Wrong game. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> they never get calls. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I had to. Well, let me just say, as a Celtics beat writer for the Athletic, that was the worst, well, probably the worst non-call I've ever seen in my life. No, we've had we've had really bad non-calls. Stop it. Clay Thompson completely crushed Kevin Herter at the end of a game this year uh, that Sacramento lost at the buzzer. So, like, we've I'm not going to hear we've it was. I mean, there's also the time Kevin Durant was, was running out of bounds with the ball, but that's yeah, that's a different story. But I mean, I just don't. I just I mean, it was terrible. I don't want to hear it was the worst. It was like we've. It's the worst because it was LeBron and the Lakers in Boston. That's it. Sorry, I got a side. Okay, well, this was LeBron and the Lakers at MSG, and I saw way too many tweets and alerts about how LeBron is only 117 points away from the scoring record. I don't know why we had to keep saying that. Uh, he did not have 117 points, uh, but. The the Knicks were the ones that kind of gave him the game at the end here. And let's get into what happened with Julius Randle at the very end of this game. Yeah, I mean, it's... First off, they do a great job. The Lakers have the ball with 24 seconds left. They run down the clock the whole almost the whole way. And Jalen Brunson does a great draw, job drawing a charge. Knicks ball with four seconds left, 4.5 seconds left. Tibbs calls a timeout. I mean, what does he call on the timeout? A Julius Randle ISO, which they don't even get a shot off, Jared. I mean, as soon as Randle gets the ball, everybody knows he's not going to pass. It got so it was so obvious that LeBron started to shade to him. He drives baseline, tries to pump fake, and then spin back and and you know lose AD or LeBron. It's just like, what are we doing, man? With four point five seconds left, and that's all you have in the bag, like. Come on. I mean, the most the most frustrating part is as bad as the call is, it's also in the corner against the sideline. So he's basically triple teamed at that point. He can't even really pass it out. I thought the play was going to be Brunson inbounds it to him. He quickly passes it to Brunson as Brunson's running from out of bounds. And at least Brunson could try to get a shot on the move. That was puzzling. The fact that Randall knew that he was running down the clock at the beginning of his drive and then went for the turnaround instead of just the pump fake. And then he just kept going towards the rim and tried to get a foul. It was just such a bizarre ending to a game in which the Knicks fought so hard. Jalen Brunson especially fought so hard. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the Knicks kind of battled back in this game. The Lakers were blowing it down the stretch. You know, like they had a six-point lead with, I think, like a minute left. 
and blew it with two terrible offensive possessions afterwards. And it gave the Knicks a absolute chance. Like they really kind of battled back into this game. It's just a disappointing way to, to you had a chance to win this in regulation. You don't, and then you lose it in overtime. All right. Well, then we got to give Russell Westbrook credit because he was huge in overtime. He was awesome. I mean, the, the it's not like a, a massive scorer, but he had a couple of big plays, you know, that led to assist, uh, dropped a beautiful dime for Anthony Davis off of the deep corner pick and roll that they run, you know, like they're just solid performance from him in overtime. I felt like he was their best player in OT that really kind of pushed the Lakers over the top for this win. All right. We got to get to LeBron. Uh, this he did not score 117 points in this game, but he uh, he did get into fourth place in assists, did have a triple-double. Uh, he is a good passer. We've always known that. He is one of the great passers of all time. We've always, always known that. Uh, but just, I guess, looking at how he passed Mark Jackson and Steve Nash in this game, jumps into fourth place. He's only behind John Stockton, Jason Kidd, and Chris Paul. Probably won't catch all those guys, especially John Stockton. Definitely not going to catch that one, unless he plays another 10 years, maybe. But... Uh, how how have you enjoyed watching the way LeBron has changed as a playmaker? I guess in his you know lat, late moments of his career, I don't even know if I'd say he's changed as a playmaker. I just think it's really amazing, and probably not enough is discussed in the sense of you know everything of him chasing the the all time scoring title, which is an unbelievable feat that people never thought would never get you know uh, broken or, or or would always be Kareem. You know, while doing that, he's going to finish in top five as assist leader in the NBA. That's pretty incredible because, listen, just looking at the top five of the the all-time assist leaders, none of them are in the top ten in scoring. Like, that's just an impressive feat in itself to be in, on both lists like that. Like, that's that's really kind of what I look at when I look at LeBron. I'm just kind of in awe about. Okay, but LeBron was even the four that we cared about for the Lakers in this game. That was Rui. First big-minute game, big-time game. He was really good. Big-time game, playing down the stretch. Like, all of those things matter. I mean, the fact that, you know, really efficient. 8-12 from the field, 2-4 from three. Like, just impressive stuff. He finished with nine rebounds. Like, just given the stuff all the stuff the Lakers need from that position, he's bringing it to them. And again, this is why they traded for him. And, you know, it's, I still don't think it's a massive, oh, it's going to move the needle, but just having good players on the floor, Jared, kind of important in basketball. And he's proven to be a good fit for them. Hey, listen, they, they were making it known that they thought Thomas Bryant was going to be a difference maker and he's making a difference. And now we're seeing Rui, he's, they're running, they're finishing. I mean, they, they actually were an enjoyable and exciting team to watch in this game. Uh, one moment that was not enjoyable and exciting to watch. Do uh, you just take it away? The, the great offensive rebound possession. I mean, this is when you knew the Knicks were in trouble. I mean, they got... <laughs> They had basically a minute-long offensive possession with just the number of offensive rebounds they were getting. They finished, I think it had, they had three offensive rebounds, four shots at the rim, didn't make a single one of them, and then fouled LeBron when he finally got the rebound. You know, when, when they couldn't do that, and this is within the last three minutes of the fourth quarter, you kind of looked going like, man, that's a bad, bad omen for the Knicks right there. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, let's get to our other TNT game. Nuggets beat the Pelicans 122 to 113. The Pels kept fighting back. It seemed like they were going to close that gap late in the fourth, at some point in the fourth quarter. It felt like it was starting to happen. And just every single time, Jokic and Murray hit back. Yeah, I mean, this was just one of those games where, first off, Jokic was incredible and just providing everything they needed down the stretch. And then, you know, I don't know where you're at, Jared, but I'm just at the point now where I'm done saying, like, wait till Jamal Murray gets healthier, gets back into form. I think he's got his basketball legs under him. He looked really good, you know, down the stretch, hitting shots and things like that. Like, I just think where they're at now, this is very impressive. But, you know, this game turned like I think midway through the second quarter or towards the end of the second quarter where the Nuggets just went on kind of like a big run and, and, and really sort of not just took, didn't take control, but put themselves in the driver's seat. And I think that was a big part of this game. Yeah. The Pels had a double digit lead late in the second quarter. And that's when Denver went on the run and they had a several possession lead pretty much throughout the third quarter. And finally double digit lead in the early fourth, but Jamal Murray seven for 12 from three, Got to the line uh, five times, actually, isn't impressive. But the thing that was exciting about him was that he was taking step backs, threes on the move, weird off-balance shots where he just he just looked bouncy. And you see him really hopping into his shot, just look light on his feet, looked in control of his game. Yeah, I mean, it's just this is this is why I'm ready to just say, yeah, he's back in full form now. Like I'm not no longer giving the pass of like, well, wait till you get ready, you're comfortable. No, he's back. Jamal Murray's back, folks. That's just, that's the way I'm looking at it. And also, Nikola Jokic, really freaking Jesus. good, man. He had, Jared, did you see the pass off the backboard to Aaron Gordon? <laughs> that was phenomenal. And the uh, the half turn in transition at the end of the second quarter to start that, um, start that break that they were on. He had four or five highlights in this game. Oh, man. He had just a ridiculous sort of flip pass to Michael Porter Jr. on a, on a back cut. You know, like you're just, it's just like, it's, it's, it's effortless with him. That's the thing about him. And, and, you know, I crushed him on buds and and I still stand by it with the, the defense, but everything he does offensively, just effortless and 26, 18 and 15 tonight. It's absurd. Yeah. His movement uh, defensively on the pick and roll is still kind of ugly, even if it has gotten better. But uh, I mean, 15 assists in this game. I know he was at 9.9 a game coming into it. I haven't seen the stats update yet, but he's got to be crossing the 10 threshold with another 15 assist night. Pretty sure he's averaging a triple double at this point, or he's right on the precipice of it. Um, and a triple double average where it doesn't feel forced. I think that's a big thing with Jokic. It does not ever feel like he's really stat padding. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing. I do want to get to the Pelicans a little bit because this is tough. This is their ninth loss in a row. They literally were looking at, weren't they second in the Western Conference they at were. one point? Now they've dropped all the way to 10th in the standings with that. You know, Zion's been out. They begin to get Brandon Ingram back. Ingram was awesome in this game, nine assists. I thought Larry Nance gave him a massive boost off the bench, but man, they need to get Zion back like n- the. 
he needs to be ready to go right now at this moment. Otherwise, it's, it can get really ugly real quick. I mean, Herb Jones might have been their best offensive player in this game, which credit to him. He definitely is, is turning a corner. But yeah, they are missing finishing. I mean, they, they just aren't a presence at the rim the way that they should be. I mean, 8 of 27 from threes also not going to get it Horrendous. done. You know, when you get doubled up, from three 16 to eight i mean jamal murray almost outshot them from three like that's kind of where you're at with that like that's just a problem all right let's quickly bounce to the other games the heat beat the Cavs 100 to 97 bam and jimmy were just good again jimmy gets to the line 15 times jimmy got to the line more than the Cavs. he got to the line 15 times they got their 12 i mean jimmy just has a great job of drawing contact and getting to the line it's not it's not a question of whether he was fouled or not but i think they overall just did a a a solid team effort i think bam was really big for them down the stretch in this game and and playing off of jimmy and, and circling up when jimmy's driving and things like that i thought that was a big thing but hey man like the Cavs were right there they almost won this game or at least almost forced overtime uh there was a great play call from bickerstaff you know to cut the lead to two Jimmy misses a free throw and then Donovan Mitchell takes the ball full court. And, you know, granted it was a contested shot. He almost drilled a three Jared. Yeah. I mean, they had the lead with just, uh, just over two minutes left, but then bam, just cleaned up twice in a row. Jimmy hit his kind of go to dribble around this paint and then take that turnaround shot from 15 feet. It's like, this is what Miami does, right? It's like, they're always really close. And then Butler, he just keeps getting to his spots at the very end. Bam cleans it up when he, when he's missing. And then Jimmy gets on the line a few times. Like, this is kind of like, we've seen this over and over again with Miami. Yeah, this is just what the Heat do. Yeah, it's what they do. All right, last game here. The Clips beat the Bulls 108 to 103. Kawhi, he had 33 points. It was 11 for 24 shooting. It wasn't pretty. And Norm Powell, 27 off the bench. Powell was amazing. But I want to hit you with, and and shout out to, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, and he's going to kill me next time I see him at a Clipper game. T- uh, Tomer Azarli. Sorry, Tomer. Uh, who? writer for clutch sports just Kawhi's last 11 games 29 7 and 4 33 9 and 4 24 8 and 4 36 and 4 first off it's incredible to have just four assists that many times in a row <laughs> right? 27 4 rebounds one assist 36 4 and 7 39 and 3 25 9 and 3 27 3 and 7 32 8 and 4 and 33 4 and 5 like he's looking pretty solid granted a lot of nights off in between there would would load management and things like that. Kawhi looked great in in that he's beginning to look into that flow. He had a monster three down the stretch when it was 101-100 uh, to kind of put them up two possessions. And then the Bulls just couldn't recover. Down the stretch, they just looked awful. Yeah, that was really ugly. And, you know, the Bulls, they're 23 and 26. Uh, we just had a report about Lonzo Ball, how both him and the Bulls don't know why he still has knee pain. You're worrying that Lonzo Ball is just never going to be coming back for this team. What do you, when you're looking at the Bulls, the way that they're playing, the way that they're stuck below 500 with the trade deadline a week away, what do you think they should be doing right now? I mean, they're in a real difficult position. I think the even the worst part is their pick, if it does not in the top four, goes to Orlando for the Vooch trade. And that's that becomes a uh, uh, even even more difficult. For where you're at in this instance so now do you, the question is can you tank enough where you feel more comfortable or you're going to be able to hold on to that pick it's it's tough i think you just try to ride it out with these guys i don't think you make a crazy zach levine trade if 
somebody blows you away with an offer for Caruso, you look into it, but I don't think there's uh, much you do right now. All right, well, there's not much more to do about the show, so I might as well end it here. Daniel Lehman is our producer. That's Mo to Kill Talking. I am Jared Weiss. Thank you, as always, for joining us on The Dig. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.